0: Welcome to episode 22 of the Pop Anime Comics Lounge. My guest today is professional wrestler Nixon Noel. But before we get into the interview, I would like to remind everybody please follow us on Twitter at Pop Anime Comics and like the Facebook page Pop Anime Comics and check out popanimecomics.com for articles relating to wrestling, comics, and anime. So without further ado, let's dive right into this interview. How were you first exposed to wrestling?
1: Well, I used to watch her a lot with my grandfather um, when I was a child. And he used to sneak me up after school to watch her. So my parents didn't know that I was watching this violent wrestling on TV. And he really just built my love of wrestling and everything about it. So it's really all down to my granddad.
0: And at what age did you start watching?
1: I was really young, probably about five or six, maybe. Just as 99 was ending. So yeah, I would have been about five, six.
0: And what were you watching?
1: All different stuff, really. Like, obviously, WWF at the time was the big thing. But my granddad used to have like little tapes of World of Sports. So I used to watch whatever he put on the TV for me, basically.
0: and then at what age did you begin to start training for wrestling?
1: It was just before my 17th birthday. That would have been like 2010 11, something like that. But when I turned about 14, I knew that it was something that I wanted to do, but I just had to turn 16 to be able to do it.
0: And what really prompted you to say, hey, I want to be a professional wrestler? My
1: grandfather again. We watched together when Lita and Trish main evented Raw. And he was like, oh, you could do that. You, you should do it. But at the time, obviously, I was too young. And then when he passed away, I did kind of lose interest a bit in wrestling. But then I thought, no, I have to do it not only to honour him, but to follow something that I wanted to do since I was a child.
0: So how did you go about finding a school to train at?
1: I went online and I looked at different places, and my mother rang schools in England and couldn't find any in Wales. And then by chance, before she started ringing companies further afield, deeper in England, we found a school in Port Albert, which is probably around an hour away from me. So I started there, and it was literally just on judo mats. It was no ring, so just bumping on these solid mats, and then that's how it all came about. I never looked back.
0: Who were you trained by, and what did it consider? System.
1: Originally, I was trained by a guy called Dave Stewart and a very known British wrestler, Wild Mike Hitchman. The first day I turned up, I was bumping on judo mats for ten minutes straight, just trying to get the toughness out of me. Apparently, but thinking back, I think it was just a bit mean to see if I wanted to stick at it. But it would mainly rotate around chain wrestling and different stuff like that because we didn't have a ring, obviously. So it was all that. Eventually, I did move on to places like Attack Pro, where I'm now trained by Pete Dunn as well. And also Dragon Pro in Newport, which is done by Mike Bird and uh, TNA Mark Andrews and people like that.
0: And when you first started training, how often were you training?
1: The Port Portal was once a month, I think, but it was for like six hours a day. So it wasn't that long, but as soon as I found schools and closer and... Different other schools, and I became friends with different people. It's now I train at least full time week.
0: Now to talk a little bit about your career, you made your professional debut in 2013 in a few different promotions: Britannia Wrestling Promotion, Union of European Wrestling Alliance, Welsh Wrestling, and Iron Fist Wrestling. Mm-hmm. How did you find these promotions?
1: Welsh wrestling is the one I started off at, and I debuted against a British legend, really, in James Mason, but he was under a guise as Tagori, so that was a bit daunting being with someone Someone of his stand. Him being so good, it was an easy match for me. And then the other promotions, they were really good. And then more promotions started coming to me and I branched out to them. And it just keeps getting bigger and better. Like I guess so many opportunities now and so many big buckets. But it's all generally down to a few people in the beginning who gave me a chance.
0: Now, one of your first matches was with Lana Austin, Mm -hmm. who you've had a career rivalry with. How did that first match come out compared to your latter matches?
1: That literally came about, I turned up for training one day and we put on a little training match and they basically said, well, that was good enough for a show, so we're gonna put her on the show. So we did that and then, so obviously looking back, no, it wasn't the best of matches, but it was all right at the time. Last time I worked Leanne was a year ago, so it's a lot better than what it was but I'm hoping now in November when I've got her again, we're going to get the best match we've ever had out of the numerous amounts of matches we've had together.
0: Now, your career in 2014 took off. So in 2014, you wrestled in title championship wrestling. How'd you get booked there?
1: That promotion was basically he saw one of my matches at a different promotion and came through. He's like, Oh, I'd like you to work for my show and da 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 so I took the book in and then I got a couple of good bookings with him and some of my toughest matches. At his promotion, very, very hard hitting with the likes of Addy Star, who basically just beat the hell out of each other for a couple of minutes.
0: <laughs> now, while you were involved with this promotion, you mm-hmm. were part of the attack 24-7 title. Mm-hmm. What were the circumstances of winning this title and losing this title and wrestling some guys in the middle?
1: Mark Andrews and Pete Denham had this incredible match and it was just match of the night completely. Bryce snuck in after he won. He was talking to the ref and I rolled him up. So I'd managed to take the belt of Mark and instead of him hitting me, as I turned around, Wild Boar was stood behind me, kicked me in the stomach, and then hit me with a package pile driver. So within three minutes of winning the belt, I'd already lost the belt straight to Wild Boar. So it was a very eventful evening.
0: Now, after you're running TCW, you came over to Hope, where you started a rivalry with Violent Vendetta. And you two exchanged victories over several months. How did that rivalry start?
1: I was brought in as T-Bone's sister a couple of months before I was even booked on a match for them. And they brought me back in to try and keep the storyline going and they had Violet as the big heel there and his main girl. So they brought me in as like the fresh face girl next door type of thing and just tried to keep that storyline going and with me and Anna then just kept going and going and going and we had some really fun matches um, in the promotion and then just stopped but then it started picking up again at the same time which was really weird. Like we stopped for a couple of matches and then all of a sudden we had brand new rivalry. I had now turned heel at the promotion as well. It's just kind of like I'm the head girl but she wants to be the head girl as well so that turned into that different rivalry then.
0: Now you also had other rivalries with mm-hmm. other female wrestlers, including yes. Tony Storm, Leanne Austin, as well as Violet O'Hara. How yes. did those rivalries start?
1: Tony started when she came over from Australia just for a little trip and she was booked at Great Bay and so was I. And we had a match in front of like 12 people, if that. but it was such a fun match because we just had the chance to play about and feel about what each other was uh, going to do. And then all of a sudden we start getting booked against each other in a lot of promotions and Tony is one of my closest friends. Well, she is my best friend as far as I'm concerned. So getting to wrestle her in different situations is quite cool. But that basically just started from a random booking. Um, back in Great Bay in November last year, I believe. Might have been earlier. Leanne, as I said earlier, started BWP because we just had a random training match and they liked it. And then Violet O'Hara, that started at TCW and then was brought on to Bellatrix uh, down in Norwich, run by the Knight family. And it was nice to kind of change roles there where I was heel and she was face. Whereas in TCW, she was heel and I was face. It was kind of nice to play about with that.
0: Many wrestlers have said they hit their friends the hardest. Is that true with you?
1: I hit my male friends hardest. And not so much the women I feel bad if I hit women as hard as I hit the men Because the men ask me to layer in And if you ask me to layer them in I'm gonna lay the strikes in But with the women Maybe true a little bit We're like Tony and Leanne But I know it's only because They'll give it to me back as hard as I give it to them
0: That's a perfect segue into how you became part of an intergender tag team with Chris Brooks. How did you guys form the Vulture Squad?
1: We were booked at a show called Kamikaze Pro in Birmingham. It was generally supposed to be a one-time deal. It wasn't supposed to go any further than that, but there was quite a few promoters in the crowd. They had seen the video of the match, and they just kept building on these bookings, and the tag team just took off. We had so many bookings and so many great bookings as well. We debuted for Pro Wrestling Kingdom, South say wxw in germany and just so many other promotions but it was literally just from a fluke booking back last year and now it's just taken off and he just keeps going from strength to strength
0: why do you think your style with chris brooks works as a tag team
1: i just think it's because we're so different but so similar at the same time he's very very good with technical wrestling and submission style wrestling whereas i kick people and i enjoy doing that and i drop people on their heads and i like flying about um so i think having a mixture of everything in one tag team kind of keeps the fans wanting more and keeps them attracted to what they're seeing
0: now as a tag team, is it easier to get booked in a tag team match or for a singles match?
1: Probably last year it was easier to get booked as a tag team because it was going so well. But when I snapped my collarbone back in March, I started to break out into singles matches more. Uh, and I have no idea why. After that, the single booking started to pick up and pick up and pick up. But hopefully I'll get more bookings of Chris now although we are seem to be food in a lot a lot of different promotions and having to beat each other up but at the time it was easier to get tag bookings now probably it's easier to get singles bookings which is a good thing and both are bad things i do miss tagging with chris as much
0: and as a tag competitor what is the main difference between being a singles competitor and a tag team wrestler
1: i think with the tag team you have to connect with your partner and luckily me and chris connect really well we are really really good friends and you kind of have to work together together but being singles wrestling obviously you have to work on your own like you don't have anybody to fall back on and feel comfortable but easier i suppose in a tag uh, than it is singles but i've been learning a lot over the last couple of months with regards to singles matches so hopefully they'll get a lot lot better they've been going well so far but hopefully they'll get better
0: now in july of 2014 you were involved again in the attack 24 7 title picture with leanne austin where it was a handicap match how did that entire thing come
1: up me and Leanne had a singles match the first ever female singles match at Attack and after the match it was Pete Dunne and Mark were a tag in that show and they had the belt together Um, so me and Leanne went out afterwards and was celebrating with them and raising their hands and as soon as they turned their back we rolled them up simultaneously and both got a pin so we became joint champions and then again within like five minutes of celebrating Mike Bird comes running out lariats Leanne and just looks like he's decapitated her and then he just picked me up hit me with a pile driver and took the belt off us but i have to say he did lose it to a teddy about two or three minutes later so at least we didn't lose by a teddy
0: And considering that you were wrestling men, how were you received by the locker room?
1: With the male locker room, they respected me because, obviously, it was an unusual thing to have in the UK at the time. And they respected me for being able to stand with the men and taking all the hits and taking the moves. I think some women kind of frowned on it, and obviously some men did as well. So I kind of felt more nervous when I walked into a female locker room, just because I didn't want them thinking, oh, she can only work with men. But I have realized over the last couple of months that... There is a genuine respect for working with men and working with women. So when a locker room is full of nice people, it's fantastic to be in. Obviously, you'll get your doubters who will be like, oh, she can only work men or she can only do this and that and this and that. But it's got me to where I am and I'm proud of everything I've achieved with her.
0: Now you really began wrestling more as a tag team yeah. towards the end of 2014. You debuted in SWE Hope Pro Wrestling Kingdom. How did these promotions come about?
1: Southside, which is SWE, that came about because they saw the match that me and Chris had at Pro Wrestling Kingdom, where it was like a 4 corner tag match, and I'd done the Canadian Destroyer in that match. And at the time, not many women did that, or hardly any women did that. And the promoter got in touch with me and Chris and we teamed with John Gresham as well And he was like, oh, I like what you've done. And you've got a unique move set. So I'd like to see you come at Southside. So that's how the Southside one came about. And the House of Pain one, I was already there with, with obviously working with Violet Vendetta and the other girls. And they wanted me to do a heel turn. So they brought Chris in. They had me turn on the guy that I was managing there. um, So I turned on him and helped Chris get the win. And that's how they brought in the Vulture squad to House of Pain then.
0: And now you also worked in Hope Future. What is the difference between the two brands? And what was your role and hope Future?
1: Uh, hope Future is... In a sense, it's kind of like the developmental version of Hope where they have the newer stars debut there and then try and work their way up. Basically, the match I had at Hope Future was against the guy that I had been managing in Hope to try and continue the storyline and because it was a couple of days apart. So the story was fresh in everybody's mind and they just wanted to cement that heel turn for me. So that's why they brought me into Hope Future. And that's basically the difference is one's like a stepping stone to get on the proper Hope shows. <laughs> you
0: wrestled Chris Brooks in the Infinity Trophy 2014 yeah. semi-final four-way elimination match. What was that like wrestling your partner?
1: It was weird, obviously because we'd teamed together for so long, but I knew I could best him and I knew he'd keep me safe. And at the time he was still a good guy, so he kind of worked as a tag in the elimination until he came to us to in the final two. And then obviously, we just tried to batter the hell out of each other. But it wasn't until the next night, I believe, either the next night or the next show, um, we had another match, and he cemented his heel turn there by attacking his best friend and also hitting me with the Infinity Trophy, which he seemed to have done a lot over the last couple of Fight Club shows.
0: And you are also involved what I call a Christmas match, where you and your partner dressed as Jack Skeleton and Sally against Flip and Forearm. How did this idea come off.
1: Basically, we we're, were really the only two tag teams in Attack Pro, but also fans have been asking for it a lot. Because obviously, Mark and Peter are so well known in the UK, and myself and Chris with this hot upcoming tag team. Um, so we thought, why not do it at the Christmas show? And the reason me and Chris dressed up as Jack and Sally is basically because I'm a huge Disney nut, and it was something to do with Christmas. So getting painted blue and then having it not come off for a couple of days was quite the experience.
0: Now your last match of 2014 ended with you and Violet O'Hara destroying Craig Anderson who will be on episode 20 of this podcast. How did that happen and what's your side of the story?
1: He was helping Ruby Summers and Lana Austin win. He kept counting the wrong pins and he just kept thinking we were cheating when we weren't. So as soon as we got that opportunity after he cost us the win she kicked him in the balls and I took his head off with a Shining Wizard. Probably really fun I think the crowd enjoyed it because he is hated at title
0: <laughs> and to talk about your career in 2015 you were in some pretty high prolific matches such as the tournament semi-final for attack tag team trophy title how did this match come about
1: we got some new wrestlers for attack um the wonderlander wrestle we had the Andy fun place uh brothers of construction Uh, myself and Chris and a couple of other tag team. And we basically wanted to be different than other promotions with tag trophies. So we had this huge tournament that lasted over a couple of shows and sadly, myself and Chris didn't win. But that's basically how it came about. We just wanted to bring attention to tag team wrestling instead of just singles wrestling.
0: Now, after the tournament, you got an opportunity to be involved in the Infinity Trophy Fatal 4-Way. How was it going into this match knowing that you're going to face your partner as well as two other people?
1: Again, it was quite easy because obviously I trusted all the guys in the match. And it was a fun match. It was hard hitting. But the fans at Fight Club, they really give you the opportunity to show yourself and let them know what you can do. It was nerve wracking because the crowds are so loud and they have metal boards going around the ring. So the fans are kicking them and slapping them. So so loud and it's so intimidating to go out there but he was it was a nice fun easy match but again chris did hit me over the head with the trophy that was a bit uncomfortable and then in a couple of matches later he did manage to split my head open with the trophy so that was lovely of him i suppose
0: <laughs> and you also competed in south side, you know, yeah. south side which yeah. involved kaylee ray mm-hmm. candace lee ray and sahara knight what was it like working with these three women
1: intimidating very very intimidating obviously kaylee is one of the best in europe and candace is one of the best in the world and obviously Saraya is so well known being from the knight family so i was basically a nobody in this match I was like the underdog it was just probably one of the most nervous matches I've been involved in working with Candice on her own because obviously that was a big deal for me but again the match was fun very very nerve-wracking And um, getting a chance to work with all these women at the same time was just phenomenal.
0: And what did it do for you psychologically to be involved in these three matches of such high caliber?
1: I thought it'd affect me differently and maybe knock my confidence because obviously I mean they were such talented people it made me such a stronger person and really made me proud of what I've achieved and my abilities and it did help me a lot and gave me so much more confidence um after that match I'm happy to walk into any match I'll be nervous but I'm happy to walk in there with confidence again yeah I can do this so it did help me for the better
0: now in March you had a steel cage match for British Empire wrestling how did that match come about and how did you if you're going into the match
1: that came up because the company wanted to make history and have the first female triple threat cage match in the uk so basically they asked myself tony storm and eric to be involved in it and i was excited until i got in the ring and i seen how high it was and i'm not good with heights so as i was climbing it my knees were kind of shaking and buckling and then trying to climb over the top was just so much effort so i basically had to throw myself over the top of the cage just to get myself to the bottom of the floor again it was fun it was a lot of fun and
0: it and later in British Empire Wrestling, you had the opportunity to run a gauntlet to win the title. How did that come about? They
1: were crowning their first ever women's champion, and in the match was supposed to be myself, Tony, Lana, Elizabeth, Dragonita, Erin Knight and nightshade but unfortunately some of the girls couldn't make it due to travel but they asked as many women and more accomplished women of to come in and try and fight for this belt to get the honour of being the first ever BW Women's Champion and luckily uh, it was down to myself and Tony again in the final two but I managed to pick up the win and become the first ever BW Women's Champion
0: and you're still the champion and do you feel that there are any pressures carrying the belt and being the face of the company?
1: There's definitely pressures I know there's a few girls out there that want the belts and there's sometimes competition coming in with the likes of Shana, obviously Elizabeth. Tony is a big part of the company. Hell, she was the face of the company for such a long time. So it is a lot of pressure trying to keep the belt and trying to keep a good appearance for the company.
0: And in September, you had your first title defense against Tony Storm. How did you feel about her being your first title defense, considering that she's been such a rival of yours?
1: I was happy, uh, mainly because she has been such a rival. We get on really well, so having to defend her against one of my closest friends and one of my biggest rivals at the same time was a big deal for me. It was a fun match, and I managed to retain even though she did kind of beat me up for a lot of it. She really showed her nasty side in that match, but I managed to retain her. And if she wants another go, she can have another go, but she ain't going to get it.
0: And then also in September, you were involved in a match with Shauna involved, mm-hmm. special guest referee Angelina Love. How did that match come about?
1: Well, basically, at Kamikaze Pro, Shauna has been causing a lot of problems with the women. I was a guest ref for one of their matches, against, her match against Tony Storm, actually, because at the time I was still unable to wrestle because of my collarbone. So I was a special guest ref. No one had a clue I was there. And she tried to hit Tony with the belt. I took her off, and as I turned my back, she sprayed Tony in the eyes with hairspray. And then as I... I was questioning her as to how she managed to beat Tony. She kind of went probably in a kimura lock and re-injured my shoulder. And then at the next camera comedy show, I was on. Then uh, I teamed with Martin Kirby against the Hunters, and it was Shanna against Mickey James. So after the match, Shanna attacked Mickey because Mickey won. So I ran out to make the save and started hitting Shanna back and forth. And uh, Mickey kind of broke it up and announced that if we want to fight so bad, we're gonna do it in the next show, and we have Angelina Love as the guest referee. So that's how we came about. And the match was really, really hard hitting. My back was for weeks after it after she kicked me but she unfortunately managed to pick up the win again by spraying me in the ice with a hairspray like she did Tony
0: so outside of England you have wrestled just recently in Italy Mm -hmm. can you elaborate on what took place?
1: yeah it was a very fun trip I wrestled Tony Storm and the Trinidad formerly known as uh, Rosita from TNA myself and Tony we went over there a bit cocky you know thinking you know we're British well she's technically British she lives here thinking we've got this we're from Europe she's an American we've got her and she managed to pick up the win she, we, me and Tony kind of teamed together to try and beat her she's very very good she managed to drop me on my head with a cold red it was probably one of my favourite matches I've had to date both girls are amazing so so lovely and so talented but the match was just it was fun the crowd loved it and I know both the girls loved it and we're really hoping to have a rematch soon
0: now you also won a contest where you have to go to tna slam anniversary how did that happen and what advice did you gain from that experience
1: um that happened because i decided to watch tna and i saw a competition pop up so i thought oh may as well enter i've got nothing to lose and then the next thing i know a couple of weeks later they rang me in work and was like oh you've won tickets to tna slam anniversary and i thought he was joking i thought it was one of my mates playing the jokes i was like shut up just stop trying to take the there you know I'm in work, leave me alone. But the guy was like, no, 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 seriously, you've won tickets to TNA Slammiversary in Boston. It's it's all true, it's all paid for. I was like, oh, awesome, you know, got really excited. Went over and met numerous, numerous people. And the advice I got was just to work hard, keep going, work on a character, find something that makes myself stand out compared to other women wrestlers. And basically to just keep going and not give up as generic as that sounds, but it's true. There's been so many times where I could have gone, I'm done with wrestling. But because of that advice and the love I have for the sport, it just stopped me from doing so.
0: And what advice do you have for people who want to get involved in the industry?
1: Keep your head down and keep going. It's going to be hard. You're going to get hurt and you're going to get injured, but don't let it put you off. If you love the sport, just keep going and you'll find out that you can go places with this. And there's so many opportunities and it's just full of so many nice people. You can make some lifelong friends out of it. So just just keep at it and never give up as cheesy as it is.
0: And then finally, do you have anything you'd like to promote Facebook, Twitter, Mm -hmm. upcoming Wrestling shows, merchandise?
1: Yeah, my Facebook fan page is Nixon Newell, and same with Twitter is at Nixon Newell. And we're on there, they'll find all merchandise information, all match updates, all results. So if they need all the details, as I said, they're all on my Facebook page or my Twitter. So just have a look on there and they'll find all the details about the shows.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's podcast and remember to subscribe to this podcast so it finds you and you don't find it and to like us on Facebook at Pop Anime Comics and follow us on Twitter at Pop Anime Comics. Till next time everybody have a great week.